Sex, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the speculative interdimensional vehicle, Sex in Space. Its mission, to explore new points of view, to seek out fresh opinions, to boldly go where so many have gone before, and still somehow manage to totally miss the point. Subscribe to Sex in Space, wherever quality podcasts are found. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Sex and Space, uh, where we explore sex across all of its infinite dimensions. Um, this is a new type of episode, uh, the first of many hopefully, this is a new format that we're um, going through, um, and it's not just me here today, uh, rambling at you, <laughs> we've got Toshi here as well, hello, hello. Toshi. Um, She's our new co-host. If you follow uh, Sex and Space on Instagram or TikTok um, or possibly Facebook, you may have seen her face. She's doing some cool (laughs) new content. Um, This new format, we're going to be live streaming on um, Instagram or possibly TikTok if we get Mm. it working um, uh, on a Thursday. um, And then it's like... 3 p.m. we'll be aiming for New Zealand time, which is um, 9 p.m. New York time. Uh, we know we have listeners to the podcast in America. Uh, 6 p.m. LA time, 1 p.m. Sydney, Australia. 10 a.m. for all the early birds in Perth. Uh, 3 a.m. in Paris. Go to bed. Uh, and 2 a.m. in London. Um, they're probably still up partying. Uh, yeah, the full audio of the podcast will be out on all the platforms on Fridays. Um, so, yeah, you can get that as normal. Uh, and clips will be going on to our YouTube channel. Now, hello, Toshi. Hello. Hello. Thank you for um, thank you for joining us on this little, this little journey. Um, we will break down what's coming up in the episode yeah. um, in a minute, but... To, I guess, introduce everybody to who (laughs) you are. We've got some questions. Lovely. Um, Make me feel old straight away. How old are you, Toshi? (laughs) 23. (laughs) 23. Yeah. Intergenerational now. Yeah, if I was 19 uh, and I had, um, you know, bred with my first girlfriend, (laughs) I'm old enough to be a father, which is a horrible thought, but. Um, super weird. So weird for me. I thought thought I was young. So when were you actually born? 1999. 1999. In July. In July, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. oh my goodness. And now there's 2005 babies who can drink. Here, <laughs> I think. God. I think that's the year. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, would make, that would make about sense. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely terrifying. I know. Um, yeah, I was born in 1980, so I've been here for the birth of the internet. I used to have to get my porn from the hedgerows. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe it. So, you, uh, yeah, the internet was... You were a full internet baby. You you were born. Yeah. Uh, internet kind of went live in, like, 96 or something, I think. Yeah, then I'm, yeah. yeah. Fully... Grew up playing Neopets and Mara Pets <laughs> and all that. Moshi Monsters. Yeah. When that was around. Wow. Yeah. And, like... 
consuming content and stuff like that from a early yeah. age. I think when that when did all the internet become a real content hub? Well, I guess I got a, I got Facebook when I was thirteen. Yeah, because that was like the age. Yeah, before that I had you know Skype to chat to your friends. Yeah, okay. or a uh, uh, Gmail when you yeah. can like talk to your friends on Messenger. Yeah, and Gmail. oh yeah, and that little um. What was the really early messenger? Like MSN messenger? Didn't quite get MSN. Never. I think I was like past. So, wait, you're too young for MSN messenger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Um, yeah, that's phenomenal. So, I guess we'd have a, yeah, TV when you were young, young, but internet yeah. took over when you were a teenager. And we had like videotapes when I was really young. Okay. You know, you like go to the video store and then you'd like get it out and then. Yeah. Rewind it for the next person before you took it back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And now I think there's no video stores anywhere that no. I can think of. No, they're dull and dusted, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Exciting. All right, uh, <laughs> right. Now to the real uh, juicy questions. What is your favourite way to spend a day off? I would say at the beach, probably. Okay. But okay. not having a car, um, I usually have to rope somebody else in with yeah. me to drive me there. Unless yeah. I go to like one that's close, but they're quite small when they're like central Auckland. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does everybody Hubbard. know we're in Auckland in New Zealand? I think they do. Yeah. They do now. Yeah, we've got some pretty nice beaches. <laughs> pretty nice beaches yeah. here. Yeah. Um, like Omaha's nice or going out to Bethel's or something. Yeah. Yeah, although I'm not a big fan of black sand, to be honest. Oh. Um, not on like the high of summer. Too but, hot. Yeah. I like dog dog watching on Takapuna. It's quite good fun. If you like a city beach, that's good fun. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not about me. It's about you. Uh <laughs> If you had a personal flag, what would be on it? Well, it would be yellow because yeah. yellow is my favorite color. Okay. I have a yellow electric moped. Awesome. Um, and I would probably put cheese on there. Cheese on pasta. There. Okay. I guess. Very yellow. Yellow Very, or yellow. Yeah, and like yeah. food focused. Yeah, I yeah. Love okay. food. So probably that. All right. Wave that <laughs> flying high. Yeah. Uh, what fictional place would you most like to go to? See, I thought about this, and I think it would be... Um, the you mean f- someone preemptively gave you these questions? <laughs> <laughs> the Faraway Tree? Did you ever read that? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's... Uh, who wrote that one? I think I might have been Eden Blyden, actually. It rings a bell. Yeah. It rings a bell. Moonface? Yeah, Moonface. Yeah, and there was like practice. a fairy, I think, yeah. and somebody else, and you go up to the top and you get transported somewhere. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. I'd love to... Like a portal, that kind of thing. Yeah, just yeah. to like all these like random places Yeah. with like crazy stuff going on. Yeah. That would be cool. Has anyone ever questioned if Enid Blyton did a lot of hallucinogens? Maybe they should. Maybe <laughs> maybe she maybe she's a dark horse. Because <laughs> um, that sounds pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be fun to just climb to the top of a tree and be like, let's see where I'm going to go. Oh, yeah, no, it's crazy. It's just mad that her brain, um, you know, Works. generated that. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Um, I love it. I'll come to you. Thanks. <laughs> the, what are you most excited about, uh, apart, from be, apart from being part of this Sex and Space project? What are you most excited about because of this project? Because of this project. I like the conversations that we generate. Yep. Like even seeing on TikTok when we post some videos and we get lots of people saying what they think and having conversations and, you know, sometimes they get to kind of see somebody else's point of view, sometimes maybe not so much, but just the fact that we can like bring all this research and be like, here you go. And then people can have conversations and maybe think about things in a different way. You'd hope so. You'd hope people are coming at it with a, um, 
I mean, yeah, the whole idea, sex in space, it's it's giving space to sex, sex yeah. in its broadest context, um, you know, everything, culture, bodies, gender, the act itself, mm. or acts, you know, and yeah, giving, just having conversations, keeping it accessible, keeping it, um, you know, we've, do, we've done deep dives, I guess, mm. into, into various subjects that, um, you know, I guess what we've, we've tried to do is keep them keep them as accessible yeah. for, for people as possible if it's the first time they're kind of being, um, you know, exposed to some yeah. of this content. Um, and, in the, you know, there's there's the kind of mainstream stuff, the stuff that's in the media. So, you know, it's just interesting, interesting to talk about. Mm. Yeah, bring different perspectives and new um, new information and, and yeah. stuff like that. Just encourage people to have a little... A think little and think conversation and yeah. I don't know maybe they go away and speak to their friends or something about yeah. it and have a debate with them yeah. or do that classic thing I heard this great thing on a podcast yeah this is a great podcast the other day um, podcast? yeah cool alright okay so coming up mm. in this new uh, structure of ours um, we will be discussing some news topical you know mm-hmm. current affairs I suppose um which um, we've been busily researching for the yeah. social channels and stuff like that, um, which is cool. Um, got a couple of those coming up. Then other recommendations for other social content, mm. um, which we've been enjoying over the over the weeks. So that'll be a, a regular feature um, and other podcasts as well, which we like. Um, and also got some questions for everybody. So you mm. pumped out a, a poll uh, yes. on Instagram yeah. um, with three nice, you know, starter questions. Some trivia. Yeah, trivia, trivia you know, multiple choice. So mm. we're going to pitch those now and then it's answers at the end of the show. Um, so let's jump into those. Question one. If, if anybody uh, joins us on live yeah. they can obviously throw a um an answer up as well before before the end of the show but um yeah the instagram poll that's all well we went it went up it went up yesterday around this time so i yeah. guess it will be done yeah yeah, yeah cool. relatively soon awesome yeah this is science you know we're we're researching yeah now. yeah this <laughs> is um, fact checked this is yeah it is okay question one um where on the body would you find the areola? Is it A, just below the clitoris, B, surrounding the nipples, or C, under the tongue? There you go. Question two. Uh, do you want to read this one? What primary role or roles does the clitoris have? A, pleasure. B, sexual pleasure and regulating periods. Or C, none. It's purely decorative. Very decorative it is too. Mm. Uh, and question three, what percentage of participants of a 2021 study from the UK could correctly label all parts of the vulva? Was A, 9%, B, 18%, C, 33%, or D, 47 Now, all these questions, obviously, we're raring to give you the answers and they're coming up at the end of the show. Um, and we'll post them on Instagram as well. But... Mm-hmm. As a hugely tenuous uh, link to an exciting project which we've recently completed was our new book, um, which is um, called 
the organ education forgot and it's a little book about the clitoris um i would love to take full ownership of this wonderful publication mm-hmm. but i can't so jane um who is here with us um sometimes she's the author uh and i put it together as a sort of designer and we had a wonderful illustrator work on it as well um and yeah it's a it will what what are some of the terminologies we've used around it will increase your clitoracy. Yes. It <laughs> definitely will do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's been um, interesting. Um interesting little, little project to work on in terms of the overall thing. I mean, yeah, the organ education I forgot. It's it's based on um the fact that the clitoris was left out of education for quite quite a few hundred years mm. um, and you know cultural um, reasons and stuff like that and it's it's it hasn't really been understood until reasonably recently I think um, mm. MRI scan. yeah 1998 1998 yeah got it got the MRI treatment mm. and um, it's it's kind of gradually coming back into yeah. you know slowly um being sort of acknowledged as the the more complex um organ that it that it is yeah. and there's you know new understandings coming out about it and stuff like that and so our book is really just trying to address a little education gap um it's a book for parents um you know if you think it's important information for your kids to have sort of going forward it's it's really not anything that they're teaching in in schools mm. um, at the moment, um, and also if you're an owner of a clitoris, or, or, the partner um, or an owner. you know you crash into them every now and again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's all all great great information. It's super accessible and um, beautiful illustrations and stuff mm. like that. So yeah, you can check that out at our website sexandspace.com forward slash book. Um, and yeah, it's available on Amazon. It's Kindle and mm. um, paperback acro- all across the world. So check it out and uh, see see what you think. And what what are our social ch- channels? What's our TikTok? TikTok is the same as our Instagram, sexandspace.com, but yep. with the three for the E. Yep. The first E. Because TikTok, TikTok doesn't love the word sex. No, I don't think so. Well, yeah. I've just heard that it, it's a bit more... Ooh, don't say that. Yeah. So even like in the captions, I change it to numbers and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then... You don't want to get... Um, shadow banned. Shadow banned, that's or it. Or fully banned. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, because then where are people going to talk and have their conversations? Oh, exactly. Yeah, where um, are they going to get into those comments sections? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then Instagram and Facebook is sexandspace.com, regular yeah. spelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All no, one word. All one word. Yeah. All letters. Yeah. For the dot. Sex and space. Yeah. Dot com. D-O-T-C-O-M. Yep. Brilliant. Cool. Alrighty. Okay. So, we need a little soundboard with some, like, new sounds, don't we? <laughs> like, breaking news. News intro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, because, yeah, you're going to hit us up with some news. Yeah. Some, a, new, a current, current news story, I guess. Which is about Roald Dahl's books. Yeah. Which are being um, rewritten by, more well, parts of them are being rewritten 
by sensitivity writers yep. to remove language that has been deemed offensive. So they've taken out words like fat and ugly. So Mrs. Twit is now, she's not ugly, she's just beastly. Mm-hmm. Um, Augustus Gloop is now enormous instead of fat. Um, and they've changed um, the Oompa instead of being men, they're now people. Yep. Same for cloud men, they're now cloud people. Cloud, I don't remember those guys. They Where were in they um, James and the Giant Peach. Okay, yep. Which I don't think I read. Um, but yeah, so they're now cloud people rather than cloud men. Yep. Um, so th- those changes are being made across all the new editions. Yeah, okay. And it's like uh, the Roald Dahl um, estate, whatever they're... Roald Dahl Story Company, yeah. I think it's called. Yeah, so yeah. that's the, the copyright owner's... And then Puffin, the publisher as well. They're working together. Yeah. And they did that with Inclusive Minds. That's right, Inclusive yeah. Minds. Yeah. Which is the like the project that's passionate about yeah. you know, authenticity and Yeah. And so it's it's uh it's caused a bit of a ruckus. Yeah. Um Quite a ruckus. rightly or wrongly. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because mm. I mean obviously these people own the the stories. And yeah. they mentioned um in news article that I saw that this is relatively common practice. Yeah, well, I think it's not. The, well, it's definitely not the first time a book's been tweaked. Yes. Yeah. To to modernize um, it, make it more. Yeah, well, I guess. I mean, like there was Agatha Christie. Is that her name? Oh yeah, Agatha, Agatha Christie. Christie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she had her book, and then there were none, which was previously used a particularly offensive term. Right. Yeah. Um, and what did it? St- what letter did it start with? It started with an N. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well done, Agatha. Ten, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and so that came out in 1939 in the UK, I think. Yep. And then in the US in 1940, when it was first released, they said we're not going to title it that because it's not okay. Yeah. So they released it as, and then there were none. Mm. And then the UK later changed theirs in 1980. <laughs> So 40 years later, they were yeah. like, oh, yeah, I probably should change it. Yeah. Um, so it's not the first time a book's been tweaked yeah. to be more acceptable and to be, I guess, sensitive to the people that might come into contact with it or even who yeah. don't come into contact with it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's it's interesting. Um, the, the fact that, that Roald Dahl is is for children. I mean, that mm. that's the one of the main reasons, isn't it, that they... Yeah. I think they were thinking about what messages the books were sending to kids. Yeah. When they would read them and kind of grow up. I mean, when I was a kid, Roald Dahl was, you know, you read most of them, if not all of them. Mm. So I guess they're thinking about how those things can, even if it's in an unconscious way, impact children in this generation when they're growing up reading them. Yeah. I mean, fat is a really interesting mm. word, isn't it? Like, um, we had someone on the podcast uh, a while back who wanted to reclaim it. Yeah. And people have, have talked about other words in that in that way as well, mm. um, about uh, being able to reclaim them. But I suppose if it is being used in a sort of... When you're reclaiming something, you kind mm. of get the choice to... And the option to use it as as you want to in those yeah. pos- more positive ways. But if we're mm. talking about, um, you know, 
it being used in a, in a way that's derogatory or something, yeah. then then I guess yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's a it's a private decision for mm. the Roald Dahl, um, you know, company to um, to do. But I think the interesting one again, it's sort of based on um, some some stuff that I was I was told. Um, I guess I hadn't really thought about it before because it's kind of out of my out of my wheelhouse. But we interviewed um, a trans um, author and screenwriter, mm. and they were talking about um, positive representation. Right. Um, and you know, a lot of times, I think a lot of a lot of stuff, particularly historical stuff, is you know mm. very kind of skewed male um, and. I, you know, I guess I've sort of seen it as maybe like a historical thing and it kind of got a little more balanced over time. Um, but then when they were talking about, um, you know, particularly, you know, minority representation and, and stuff like that, mm. which, you know, I don't know if you want to include Impalumpas in that, but it's it's just that the positive role model, the positive um, example. Mm. Um are important to kind of have out there, so yeah. they, you know, I, I can I can absolutely see why they why they would do it. I guess there's a there's a lot of books um, with some pretty problematic content. I guess mm. this might be a I don't know, you'd even call it problematic content. But what did Disney do with some of their older movies? Didn't they put a disclaimer at the front? Oh, did they? Yeah, I think. There's a couple of movies, some of the older ones, possibly Aristocats, um, where they just popped a little disclaimer at the beginning, mm. saying this is of a of a certain age yeah. and you know era. So interesting. Mm. Um, a, a lot of other people have waded in, haven't they? I mean, into the Roald Dahl thing. Yes. The, the Prime Minister of the UK, um, <laughs> stuff like that. It's a, it is yeah. interesting. It's an interesting one. Like personally, personally, I don't really, I don't have a problem with it. I guess. Um, someone I mentioned that it might be around the, the Netflix deal. Yeah, because I think they're making them into Netflix movies or something. Yeah. I, but I didn't, I didn't see an article about that, so I don't, I can't, speak too much, to that. But um. Yeah, I think it's one of those things people have also said that. If you know the Roald Dahl story company is making that decision for them, they don't ha- get to make the decision themselves. Mm. You know, when they're reading to their kids, do I want to say this word? Do I not want to say this word? Do I want to have a conversation with them about what it means and and what that word means to us and how loaded it is? Yeah. So I think that's another argument that I've definitely seen online is people saying we want the the choice. So there's yeah. you know there's a lot of like, I think angles and ways that it can be looked at. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I, d- I don't know what was the word. We're reading um, Lord of the Rings mm. to our seven-year-old, and she's she asked about the word queer, which pops up in there um, a couple of times. They they sort of use it in the context of like a queer feeling as they sort of walk through a forest or something mm. like that. Um, and um, I think she's heard it used in other ways, and so that's an interesting one. And that. That to a certain degree has been 
reclaimed as well by the queer community yeah. to a to a large extent. I think mm. queer is quite a, uh, enjoyed as a kind of catch-all term. Um, I think you know mm. you haven't necessarily got to define I'm bi or this or yeah. that. I mean, it's personal choice, obviously, but I think queer is you know all quite a good all-encompassing yeah. one that you don't have to define. Um, but what else is in the Lord of the Rings? Fatty is a, is a hobbit, mm. um, and that's that's in there. For now, <laughs> um, is yeah. that like used as an adjective or it's a nickname? A nickname. It's okay. a nickname for I can't remember the name, Freddy or something like that. He's mm. like the fifth Hobbit. He's not in the movies. Um, okay. He's uh, I can't remember what I can't remember what his role is, but he's he's in there near the beginning. Mm. Yeah, um, the Roldal thing's interesting because one of my favourites is Revolting Rhymes. Um, and there's, I mean, blimey. <laughs> there's this one bit in Cinderella. Uh, how does it go now? So Cinderella's, Cinderella heard, no, Cinder, in the kitchen, peeling spuds, Cinderella heard the thuds of bouncing heads upon the floor and poked her own head round the door. What's all the racket? Cindy cried. Mind your own biz, the prince replied. Um, and then he says, who's this dirty slut off oh. with a nut or something like that? Okay. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> oh, that's just, you know, that's been in the book since I was, you know, six years old or something like that. And, wow. Um, yeah. He's busily hacking off the heads of the ugly sisters. Right. Like, that's where the story went. But the word slut has um, always always stood out to me as a bit of a bit of an interesting one. Um, was that even when you read it as a kid, or was it later on that it was like... Oh. I don't know how that word's changed, to be honest. Um, culturally, or whenever Roald Dahl put that in, I don't mm. know what, what he was getting at. Um, obviously, the prince is an absolute shit in this, in this particular telling of the story, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's funny, but like you know, the Snow White one. Um, I think she has a gambling problem, and the um, Red Riding Hood is like a she keeps pissed, she keeps a pistol in her knickers, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and shoots the wolf and stuff like that. It's really good, like it's great. But yeah, the, yeah, the word. The word sluts in there. Just eh, it's always probably stood out. I think maybe when my mum first read it, she might have had the same thing that you're talking about where, right. you know, it's like, Oh, do I say this? Yeah, do, I, not say do this? I say this to my kid? Um Yeah, maybe. Um but anyway, you posted a yes, vid, didn't you? To, did. About our a little Roald Dahl conundrum mm. um to TikTok. It has fifty eight comments. Yeah, go on. Do you want to read some of those? Let's see. I'll read some. In no particular order, I'm just gonna read Read some out of. I'm not gonna tell like. No, I'm not gonna say you know who (laughs) who said what or, you know, I'm just gonna present these comments as they are. Um, someone said they are trying to find anything to be angry about other than what actually matters and is making them so angry. Mm -hmm. Um, someone said old-fashioned things soon become irrelevant, so change, update, and remain relevant. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, somebody else said, I have no issue with this as long as the original versions remain available as well, which I guess they will because they can't 
yeah. go into people's houses and they're out say, there somewhere. Yep. you know, we want your Roald Dahl books. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone else has commented, the problem is when people don't mind this and they start censoring other things as well. Um, yeah, I guess you'd have to be, you'd have to give a good reason for, for doing it. And I guess maybe what they're getting at is like, if you start here, then when, when do you stop? Mm, yeah. You know, it's, it's. Yeah. Although I don't think that it's necessarily being censored by like a higher mm. power necessarily. Mm. I think it's, it's probably more of a corporate decision. Um, yeah. Isn't it in that in that sense? Mm. You know, I'm sure that there's plenty of uh, of people who might go down the disclaimer route or um, or something like that. Mm. Um, I mean, it's so funny, isn't it? That I when I first saw the story, I thought that maybe it was just a nothing story, and I was like, oh, okay, well, this is some small tweaks have been made to a book. Like, mm. okay. Obviously, Roald Dahl is in people's psyches and, you know, in yeah. their hearts is a real, like, affectionate um, place for him and stuff like that. So it it felt a little, like, clickbaity when I first mm. got into it. But obviously it has turned into a much bigger story yeah. and a discussion, you know, that's that's worthy, worthy of being had, totally. Mm. Um, and very interesting and polarised a, a lot of people. Um well, I mean, there's one comment thread in here that has 29 comments in it of people who are feeling completely opposite yeah. about the situation and kind of, you know, having a little back and forth conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um, it starts off, someone commented saying, I think it's disgusting. Book writers create art through their words, kids' books or not. Imagine modifying the Mona Lisa to appease a butthurt society. And then someone responded and said, the difference is that the Mona Lisa doesn't have an effect on how children view the world Roald Dahl does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Roald Dahl is as current now as he was current in the 80s, mm. you know, with the new books and the new editions and new um, types of media using his stories and the retellings of those stories and stuff mm. like that. It's, yeah, it's... It's interesting to think about it as a current piece of of art as well as a historic. If the Mona Lisa could yeah. be updated. <laughs> would it? Would it be? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. There was a, a comment that was made by um, Philip Pullman, I think, who wrote the his Dark Materials. And I think he was said that, you know, people could there's a lot of other amazing work out there mm. and this is probably an interesting perspective because he's an author himself but he was just like go find the the modern books go mm. find the the newer books you know yeah um maybe as a you know maybe he's just had enough of Roald Dahl <laughs> being trotted <laughs> out I don't know um yeah no it'd be really interesting and interesting to see when the Netflix content starts coming out as well mm. um you know how they'll how they'll deal with it, and and again, you know, re retell the stories. I remember being hugely dis disappointed with the first Willy Wonka movie, right? Um, with um, Gene Wilder, I think it was. Okay. Because it wasn't true to the original book, mm. you know, as movies often are. Yeah. You know, and they can't either. I mean, you know, they have such a short 
short space of time to, to tell a story, yeah. uh, you know, with a book and you go into the detail. But yeah, I remember being just like, what have they done? <laughs> <laughs> They've ruined it. Yeah, well, I'm sure this conversation is going to keep going. And I doubt that yeah. um, attacking each other in the comment section has, <laughs> has been like, oh, actually, yeah, wow, you had a great point there. <laughs> it's so interesting, isn't it? The comments. I don't know. Yeah. Does anyone ever win in, in a comment section? I don't know. I mean, I, as a user of TikTok, I tend not to get involved in that kind of thing. Except there was one time that I saw someone make a video and it was kind of like attacking someone's physical appearance for no good reason. And I kind of mm. jumped in and was like, oh, you know, like maybe we can be a little more respectful about this. Tried to sort of say it in a nice way. Yeah. My comment got removed. Oh, no. And I was <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, black mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly they didn't like what I had to say. Yeah, clearly. But I did try and frame it and not sort of, you know, leaping in and attacking them. It was more of like a, yeah, yeah. maybe let's consider how well, someone might feel. I yeah, guess. I think that's interesting. And what you're doing with the socials currently as well is, you know, um, trying to encourage conversation. Mm. You know? So, yeah, br- bring the facts to the to the fore, present the present the stories as, as we sort of find them. And, mm. um, yeah, encourage some healthy debate. I yeah. guess it's, it's good as long as people are, you know, respectful. I've seen yeah. some pretty interesting comments in not, you know, but we, we don't own the comment section of our own... Of no. Our own, uh, social content you know and I don't want people to think that you know if they comment something I'm going to jump in and say you know <laughs> you can't say this you or I wrong. yeah you're yeah. wrong yeah. Um, so no, you know it's... everyone's obviously the, you get the occasional comment where someone will say this is a waste of time or why did you post this and you're like oh <laughs> <laughs> you know two yeah. hours of my life and you think yeah. it's a waste I know um, keep but, scrolling scroll yeah. <laughs> go somewhere else I didn't need to know yeah yeah. Uh, no. oh, but well, yeah for the most part it's you know a nice platform to see people engaging on. Yeah, no, it is, and um, yeah, as long as it all remains, um, or you don't go, don't go to bed and like yeah. fret about it. Or yeah, something like <laughs> lying that. staring at the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. This is something said this to me. I know. Um, but in terms of other stuff that you've been putting out, mm. um, let's leave Roald Dahl for a minute. Yeah. I'm sure the story will develop, and uh, when we finish this, yeah. there'll be some <laughs> update. Something anyway. new happening. Yeah, someone else will have waited in, um, but. Back to the subject of the clitoris. Yes. Um, uh, moving to a distant relation. Um, we had a... Um, you had a great conversation mm. about another news topic that was out and about. Yeah. yeah. That Go was on. at the end of last year, I think it came out. Um, yeah. The There was there's a PhD candidate, Megan Folwell. Megan Folwell. Yeah at the University of Adelaide, and she discovered that snakes have a clitoris. Um, which, which was, was something that people didn't know. No, people know, didn't know. Think. Okay. She was saying that um, there's a couple of different reasons why it hadn't been found. Um, one of those being there is a male bias in scientific research. Yeah. But also it's um, such, a, such a hard thing to find and the reason that she found it is she was, I think she was doing some research into overducks. And so because of that, she had a very like gentle technique. And so she used her technique and then found a snake clitoris. Gotcha. I, th- I, th- I mean, she was looking. She I th- she said that she, you know, posed it to her, the people that she was working with. And they were like, okay, good luck. Yeah. And then she found it. Um, 
on the first snake that she pulled out of the freezer. Yeah. She just, I said, well, why did you choose that snake? And she said, well, you know, it had a specific tail, so that could have worked. And also there was so much of this particular snake. So if I did it wrong and I, you know, wasted the product, it wouldn't, wouldn't be the end of the world. Gotcha. It was more of it. Um, and then she found it. Yeah. And then she kept doing more research and kept finding it. But she did say that, you know, there were a couple of snakes that she, I guess, you know, opened and was doing her research and it was kind of hard to find. Yeah. Because they're so varied in each snake. Yeah. Okay. Um, which makes sense. You know, there's no one snake clitoris. Some yeah. are so thin you hold it up to the light and you can see, you can just see everything that's happening in there or some you open it and you can see all like, all the nerves and everything. So. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a super charged nerve um, thing. I mean, it's, it's got yeah. a lot of nerves in it. Lots of Sorry. nerves. Yeah. She said it was very similar to a clitoris you'd find in a human, which obviously yeah. has so many nerves. Um, and so she's, I think, she's doing more research into that now about the nerve networks that are there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the back backtrack to the male bias thing. So mm. that that's literally they would have not been. Looking for it, maybe like I think, how did she describe? Yeah, like a little bit of not looking, and also, I mean, I'm not a snake expert, so it sort yeah. of slightly went over my head. But I think she said that when they were looking at intersex snakes, which have like male and female genitalia, yeah, they would look at what probably would have been the hemiclitoris, and then thought that it was a hemipene, which right. is what the males have, right. And so she said, I think she said something along the lines of, if I went back and looked, I feel like I would have found it to be a hemiclitoris. Yeah. Um, but either they just, you know, weren't looking or they just weren't maybe open to that idea. Yeah. Of that's what they would find. So interesting. And so yeah. it's, it's purpose then. Did she dig into that? Purpose? Well, she said that some more research needs to be done into snake behavior, but she said that. Um, so I think the male, like the hemipene is quite like spiky. She like compared it to a medieval torture device. Yeah. So some females can bleed or have scar tissue from like how traumatic it is. And so I think they wrap their tail around the female and it was always presumed that was to like, you know, keep her there and make yeah. sure that he didn't get kicked out by another snake. Yeah. Um, but I think she said that it actually like pulses a little bit and that's yeah. around the same area that you've got all those those nerves where yeah. the hemiclitoris would be which is an indication that it could be like stimulatory gotcha which indicates that it's like it can give pleasure to the female snake yeah and she kind of then said that then that you know might suggest that rather than this female snake you know having to just be there because the male snake has you know got her maybe there is some pleasure and it she does want to mate mm. for longer or she doesn't want to mate at all. Yeah. Which is quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's much less... I mean, it's horrible, isn't it? Some of the stuff that mm. you see in the nature documentaries. It looks a little rapey. <laughs> yeah. Some of these things. Yeah. Um, interesting. So I guess it gives them this idea that maybe they've got a bit more agency than they previously thought yeah, that the female yeah, snakes yeah, yeah. had. Yeah. And also connecting up... Um, well, I suppose we don't really know, do we? But um, the... It's always interesting to think about the the clitoris as either primary pleasure mm. or in obviously some some animal examples have that um, reproductive yeah. benefit or you know which obviously leads to evolution mm. and 
Well, I mean, I think is it hyenas and they give birth out of their clitoris? I did not Which, know that. Yeah. yeah, I think I read that somewhere and I was yeah. like, that sounds incredibly painful. And I think it can like tear or something. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, Ooh. oh my God. Okay. No, well, thank I've you. I've never, never seen that on a, on a David Attenborough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the, that, that interview, um, you've posted some clips on yeah. TikTok. TikTok, uh, Instagram. And Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on Instagram, they've all got a little snake cartoon, you know. Thing, so you can easily see which video which it which. is. Awesome. So um, check but, out that. Yeah. I mean, we explored other things as well. Like we looked into snake reproduction. Um, she was saying, Megan was saying how one snake can have one clutch of eggs with multiple fathers. Oh, okay. Which yep. is crazy. Yeah. And um, I think they did. there was some research done at some point where they can like hold sperm in their body for ages. One snake had it for 10 years. Yeah. Oh my God. Which is crazy. Yeah. Imagine just being like, okay, I want to have a kid with this snake now and then I'll yeah. have my eggs. I'll just release the, yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of interesting stuff. Yeah. That, Do, and you know. there's snakes that um, are, do they change sex? Or are they, uh, are we, they considered asexual? Yes. They, there's this blind snake. Yeah. And again, it's got loads of hilarious comments on TikTok, um, which... I guess, recognized that the male snakes were carrying all of their genetic diseases and disorders, so it just completely bred them out and reproduced asexually. Right. And now it just produces females. Right. Because they just have the XX chromosome. Yeah. I think they're like us. You need the Y one to get a male. Yeah. So now it's just female snakes. Do, but do they, do they mate? Or do they just pop out babies? I, I don't know. I didn't yeah, actually ask that question. firing out babies willy-nilly. But I think... I think... Can humans do that? Like, can we... Is it possible? I think... I think... Um, okay, I might have heard... Th- I heard this and definitely didn't fact check it many years ago. Apparently, women can use their, like, bone marrow to, like... Right. I don't know. I don't know. I That definitely needs more research I've, on my part. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I've heard in maybe an argument or two that men are... Re- can, you know, be redundant in the future or something like that. So, yeah. <laughs> All very interesting stuff. But yeah. right, yeah, definitely check out the TikTok stuff. Mm. Um, and yeah, climb into those comments. Yeah. Whilst on the subject of social, um, and obviously exploring other amazing content creators out there yeah. in this space, mm. um, you may have a recommendation for us. Is that correct? Yes, for a, a social, yep. um, a Instagram or website, which is comfortable in my skin. Yep. Um, specifically, they have three different sections where you can click on it and you can look through real photographs that have been taken. There's vulvas and there's boobs and there's penises. Yep. And you can just flick through and obviously it doesn't identify anyone, but you can see the variety yep. that exists. Right, and Which so that's that's the the main thrux of the the project. Yeah, is to show variety. Yeah, and to kind of be like you know there is no normal, there is no standard, and yeah, you know what you see in porn isn't necessarily what exists. Everybody, everybody's body. Yeah, yeah, um, is, is very very different. different. Yeah, which is quite nice. And that's one of those things, I mean, I definitely wasn't shown anything like that at school. No. So. 
No, I think that's it's for me that particular site and social channel had I suppose reasonably profound um I guess I don't know what you want to call it moment of realization where mm-hmm. you look at you know what is a broad cross section of mm. um you know society I mean she's based in Western Australia, I think, yeah, but I, I think don't so. know if she's uh, gone global, so to speak. But, mm. um, yeah, wow, you're looking at an amazing cross-section of, of boobs, vulvas, yeah. and penises. And it's the, the thing that stood out for me is it doesn't look like porn. Yeah. It looks... I don't know what it looks like. I guess that, that, that there, that acknowledgement that, you know... There are such a wide variety of differences. Mm. Um, it kind of makes you think, oh, okay, so, you know, what is this very narrow view yeah. that we've all been sort of shown? Yeah. Um, to see to see that, um, you know, and to n- be able to look, that and look at that and normalise it mm. um, can only be a good thing yeah. for, you know, people who are... Maybe worried about what mm. the, you know. I've got one boob bigger than the other. Yeah, or is that my penis goes in a particular mm. direction, or <laughs> it's a f- got a funny colour on it, or something? Yeah. I don't know. Like it's, um, yeah, no, it's amazing to see that variety so raw mm. and laid out like that. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, it's definitely a resource I wish that I had known about or or had when I was at school. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's you know one of those questions I wouldn't really go up to a friend and be like, oh what does your vulva look like? You know, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. that either. Um, you know. <laughs> Obviously, blokes stand next to each other and, you know, in the urinals. Yeah, You occasionally true. catch a glimpse. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I, th- I thought it was really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, to see it, you know. I mean, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty important work. Right? And mm. I know it's ongoing. So, um, that is, what's the handles on that one? Um, at comfortable in my skin with the underscore Yep. or www.comfortableinmyskin.com.au. Brilliant. Yeah. All right. Well Definitely worth checking out. Yeah. It's not safe for work though, right? No, I wouldn't say. No. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Does it come up on the home, the homepage, is that the first thing you see um, on the homepage? Probably not, eh? You might no. have to scroll a bit to get I think, it. I think, yeah, you have to kind of hunt for it. And then even then you have to click on it and then you're prompted again before you get the whole The whole The thing. whole collection. Yeah. I'll actually call it yeah. um, solicited dick pics. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. And um, you can, act, I mean, I don't know, again, if it's, if it's Australia only, but you can mm. book a... You can book a photography session. Yeah. Can't you? Yeah. And yeah. I think you can book a, a topless lunch as well. I saw that somewhere. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And buy a, uh, was it a... A swimsuit. A with, swimsuit with... Like a hairy, hairy body swimsuit. Body, body hair. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like normalizing that as well. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Confronting, but very, um, yeah, very thought-provoking yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, just don't open it, you know, on a on the bus or no. you know, maybe. Um, <laughs> Unless your screen is like on the dimmest setting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or you know, sometimes you <laughs> see these people have 
the kind of behind the, a news reporter in a news studio. Have you ever seen those things? Oh, like yes, on a live yeah, yeah, feed yeah. And, you know, someone will open up something dodgy. I'm sure that's happened on, like, <laughs> I, maybe BBC or something. Um, that is funny. Uh, awesome. Um, now, other podcasts. So, yeah. um, I'm an avid consumer of these things mm. um, on my commute. <laughs> and so, I guess... What I was thinking was um, there's in in this space at least if people are interested in um, you know just just opening the door uh, a, a crack mm. uh, into the world of you know um, podcasts about about sex and and all of all of that that massive topic um, what what I found is that is that some are I mean there's so many there's so many great ones out there. Um, and some are quite niche, and obviously mm. people will have their their niches or their topics that they're um, really interested in, and that's that's great. So, and you know, all of the podcast apps will help you find exactly what you want and are interested in. But for a real broad uh, sort of mainstream, if you are just sort of dipping your toe into this kind of content um, and want something that's not massively confronting mm. and stuff like that, and has something for everybody. Uh, the Sex with Emily podcast is phenomenal. Um, it's so varied in terms of the topics that they that they cover. She's amazing. She's knowledgeable. She's been doing it mm. for years. She has a radio show. She does a phone in, all this kind of stuff. So she's got cool. lots and lots of knowledge. Effortless when it comes to, you know, um, accessibility, um, knowledge and pronouns and, and all of that stuff is just absolutely there 100% but I think what's what's interesting is there actually is something for everybody mm. on on that one so um, you know I think she does does the weekly podcast but and it, like I said it might not be every week but there's podcasts about you know such a broad range of topics and there's the way she treats every topic with respect and and fun you know if it deserves it and mm. You know, there's a lighthearted thing. I I think that, that just f- for me, um, you know, and I'd say I'm re- still relatively new in this, uh, you know, sex content type stuff. And whereas a lot of podcasts are, you know, a couple of people talking about their own experiences mm. or something, you know, like I said, quite niche. Um, and and sex with Emily, she has people that do. She has interviews as well. Um, and those are those are really good, and sometimes yeah, they're more more confronting and stuff than ever. But mostly, she, I find her content very accessible, and so just great to like yeah, dip your toe in if you want mm. something, um, want something that's, I guess the the cosmo of uh, cosmopolitan of uh, of sex podcast. That's that's kind of where you yeah. where you'd put it. It's, yeah. A good place to start. Yeah, yeah, good place to start your journey. Mm. Um, and she does great recommends and and further reading and, and other listening. You know, go check this out, check that out. So it's 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 really well done. Mm. Um, but yeah, my God, everything from um, you know relationship advice to like anal beads and you know lube and period sex and mm. everything in between, everything in between. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'd say the majority of the content is, is probably, you know, 
hetero normal maybe um but uh but it's still super accessible like i said there's enough there for everybody um yeah maybe like 75 percent is sort of hetero normal i mm. guess but um but it's still still relevant especially when it comes to the sort of sexual health stuff the um sexual slash mental health stuff that she's talked about yeah yeah it's really really good so yeah nice accessible recommend it sexwithemily.com um yeah love it we should get her on the podcast yeah yeah that'd be fun (laughs) she's super famous awesome um now let's wrap up our questions um and dish out dish out our answers do you want to do you want to should I do the first one? Yeah, go on. All right. Where on the body would you find the areola? Should I say what people voted for? Yeah. So we had 8% of our votes were for just below the clitoris. 8%. 8%. Yeah. 88% was for surrounding the nipples and 4% was under the tongue. Okay. So the the second option yeah. was correct, surrounding the, the nipples. Yeah. It is the area of skin around the nipples of guys and girls that is darker than the rest of the breast. Right. There you go. And, I mean, we would say, uh, with all of these questions, I guess, Mm. that there's no shame in getting it wrong. Yeah. Um, Because, heavens above, not many people have been taught the nitty-gritty, have they? (laughs) I mean, I didn't even know what the areola was a word. Okay. There you go. you know. Yeah. Okay, go. Question two. Question two. What primary role or role does the clitoris have? Um, A, pleasure got 77% of votes. Mm -hmm. B, sexual pleasure and regulating periods got 23% of votes. And no one voted for it's purely decorative. Right. And A, pleasure is correct. Okay, there we go. It is its primary role. Yeah. Okay, 77%. Mm. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, and number three, what percentage of participants in a 2021 study from the UK could correctly label all parts of the vulva? So we had 50% of our votes for A, which was 9% of those participants. Mm-hmm. Another 45% said 18% of those participants could label all those parts. Yep. A lot of percentages here. Yeah. And then we had the last 5% of people all vote for C, which was 33%. Yep. And actually, it was A. It was 9% of So it was the lowest one there. Yeah. yeah. So 9% of participants mm. from a study could correctly label all parts of the vulva, which is part of the reason that our book mm. um, sort of came into being um, was this lack of, lack of education. I mean, mm. it's not... It's not a huge ask. It's not that you have to be super scientifically minded or anything like that. Yeah. Um, just to know the the basics of your own body, and mm. it's incredibly helpful to know the, the basics of your own body as well. I think the sort of the uh, the facts are in on that one. Um, lots of good outcomes can come yeah. from know- knowing. knowing about about yours and other people's bodies mm, and stuff like and that. how they work. Yeah. Exactly, what you've got going on down there. Yeah. Um, and that's where the book The book is helpful um, in that respect. Mm. Um, so everybody should check it out. Okay, well, well done to everybody then that got <laughs> the answers correct. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know that... Um, yeah, that last one. If I hadn't known the answer beforehand, I probably would have mm. gone for, you know, high percentage. I do happen to know um, that a larger percentage of that study was female as well. That that same study yeah. out of the UK. Okay. So, um, which is interesting. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I think that to say that that people with a vulva mm. couldn't identify all of its yeah you know component parts. I can't remember how exactly how many parts they were asking people to name in that one, but it wasn't many. I think it was a, a seven or eight, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, I think a lot of people had. I think they mislabeled the urethra fairly commonly. Right. Um, and, um, yeah, mm. it's all all very interesting. But our book, in its two ninety nine Kindle version, <laughs> will um, enlighten you on all of these yeah. things. Um, but so, so will our TikTok, mm. and hopefully this podcast as yeah. well, to a certain degree. We get people talking about it. Cool. More questions then. Let's find some more questions for next yeah. time. Maybe make them a bit harder next time since people. Oh yeah. Know. Yeah, I know. Let's get the real. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe ask people about snake clitorises. Yeah. Um. Cool. All righty. Um. What do we need to do next time we do this podcast? Uh, we're going to be sharing an interview that I did. Um. Because the interviews will be uh, still a major part of this mm. podcast, but just not every single time. Um, but yeah, I did an interview with a sex therapist um, uh, called Joe Robertson, who's here in New Zealand. And it's really interesting, actually. I mean, essentially, I almost got a free therapy session um, <laughs> just by, you know, this is, this is my plan, you see. Start, start a podcast, invite experts on. And then just scam them to giving me an hour of their time for nothing. And then we can all listen to your therapy. <laughs> we can session. all listen to my therapy. <laughs> session. Yeah. Um, no, really, really interesting conversations. That's coming up. She's um, she does uh, parental um, consulting as well for um, people who you know want to broach the subject with with their children mm. um, or or have you know any sort of issues in in that space um and yeah that that's really really interesting stuff um i mean i've i went straight in uh with the basics with a in terms of like right yeah what what is a sex therapist and and what do you do who would come to you and and when and Mm. why and stuff like that so um i found it it really it really insightful um, and helpful in, in some places. It wasn't really a therapy session, but um, <laughs> it, it could have been. Before everyone gets excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't think I'd drop too many insights. Um, but yeah, no, it was, that was really good. Um, she's at joerobertson.org if you want to um, check her out. Mm. And for future um, episodes as well, um, anywhere you can contact us be it comments in TikTok or yep. Instagram, you'll be checking the direct messages yep. as well, I assume. I will. Um, hello at sexandspace.com, through our website as well. Um, if anybody has any guest suggestions that they mm. want um, us to cover, I'll be happy 
to sit here at 3 a.m. and talk to someone in, in yeah. London on Zoom, mm. you know. <laughs> Doesn't bother me. Um, yeah, anything. Anyone you think is interesting, I'm super interested to talk to anybody. Um, I don't know how you feel, but I mean, yeah. our, our main thing is, you know, to find out what, what and why people believe the things they believe or, um, you know, mm. promote the things they promote. So, um, yeah, I'll be really to talk to absolutely anybody, anyone that's yeah. doing great work in this space. Um, I mean, yeah, I'd love to talk to a d drag queen. That's um, on my list of things yeah. to do. Yeah. Should we can find somebody? Uh, yeah, who I, would think, be I think I think we can find some drag queens, yeah. but um, yeah, that would be very interesting. Um, and also topics too. Yeah. Whether that be for a podcast or a little TikTok or both. Yeah, yeah, we got the send us. We've got the resources. Yeah. Research something, put out some content. Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely. Let us know if there's anything. Um, so, yeah, check out the book, uh, com forward slash book. And then that'll link you to wherever you are in the world. Um, you'll be able to find your relevant uh, Amazon. Um, I think there's Amazon Italy, uh, which is available on various others. So, um, yeah, go check that out. And all the other stuff we've got on the website as well. Some of the older podcasts are on there, which are... Um, still worth a good listen mm. um, super relevant interesting interesting topics um, and yeah the socials obviously where they can yeah. see lots more of you absolutely a little bit of me maybe yeah. if we trim this video up but lots more of you doing your thing and if you are listening to the audio version what would be super duper swell mm. is a little little review maybe. yeah if there's anything with a star on it that you can click on <laughs> give us give us a give us a few stars yeah that'd be wicked um awesome right fab thank you very much Toshi thank you for sitting through this and on to the next one we will be back we'll be back yeah we'll be back yeah live and uh unfiltered it's very different isn't it quite fun oh yeah, yeah it's good yeah. I like doing it live mm. I feel much less um, you know scripted I don't think I've said anything horrendous have I am I, I going to get cancelled well we hope not because I mean it's, it's out there now <laughs> yeah it's out there now yeah it's too late yeah good oh good alright then sorry I'm mom, sure it's fine yeah <laughs> alright awesome cool. right brilliant thanks everybody thanks for tuning in see you later